Welcome to The Talk at Revolution, where each week we explore what it looks like to find Jesus and live like Him in a practical way. At Revolution Community Church, we know that we are better together. Each week, we look to celebrate Jesus, connect with others, and contribute to the church, community, and beyond. If you'd like to connect with Revolution or take a next step, please visit us at revolutioncc.org or at our Logansport, Indiana campus located at 3930 East Market Street. Now, we hope you are encouraged and challenged by this talk. Or chapter 136, and we'll get there in just a second. So uh, I, I'd like to start by just celebrating a few things uh, as we get started today. You know, one of the things that 2020 has reminded us of and really just clarified, I think, is that the church is not a building. The church is not something you go to for an hour on Sunday. Like, the church is a movement of people on a mission of changing the world. That's what the church is. It's a body that we belong to. And um, so the, the revolution movement, and we've been saying this within the live stream for, for those that maybe this is your first Sunday back in the physical campus or whatever. So glad you're here. So glad you're online watching with us. We, we've been saying, like, the movement of revolution, the mission continues to move forward. Even in this crazy 2020 
year. And I just want to celebrate a few things and a few ways that's happened over just the last few weeks. Um, this week, because of your generosity, we were able to use part of our outreach funds to cater a meal for the Sheriff's Department of Cass County and just show our support for uh, the deputies and the sheriff and, and all of that. So thank you for that. We're also, also able to do a simil similar thing for the Logansport Police Department a few weeks ago, provide meals for the officers and just so show our support. Um, another amazing thing that just happened this week, uh, several people have now taken advantage of the counseling grants that we made available back in the spring. And breaking news, if you didn't see it on social media, Friends Counseling opened their fourth physical location in the Revolution Logansport campus this week on Wednesday. So that's happening now at our physical campus. So if, if you're in the room or you're watching online and you just need some help right now, there is help available. Right now, there is help available. And to get started with that, you just go to revolutioncc.org and click on resources. That's how you get that ball rolling. So, so, so excited to partner with Friends. And then finally, as we, um, you heard in the opening video, <clears throat> another outreach event that's coming up is our mobile food bank that was talked about in the video. We, we'll probably be serving in the neighborhood of 300 families again in north central Indiana on Monday, July 27th. So all, all of this is able to happen because Revolution is a church full of 3C disciples. People that celebrate Jesus, connect with others, and contribute to the church community and beyond. And, and so from the very beginning, 10% of our operational budget is given away, is given back to the community, to church planting, to world missions. And we've even, in this season, we've even been able to amp that up a little bit because uh, we, have, we didn't gather for a little while at the physical location. So about 30% of what's been given over the last few months has been given away back into our community to make a difference. So I just want to say again, thank you so much for your faithfulness and generosity. It's making a bigger difference than ever right now. So yes. God's been so faithful. Uh, we have not missed a single monthly budget in the year 2020, which is just an amazing thing with all that's happening. So again, thank you. Thank you, God, for being part of this movement and con continuing to move it forward. So uh, today's theme is pretty simple. Uh, Psalm chapter 136, maybe you heard it. It says 26 times in 26 verses, his love endures forever. 26 times in 26 verses it says this phrase right here in the translation we're looking at. So let's just say this together. Everybody online and in the room, ready? His love endures forever. Uh, let's, let's say it again. Let's, let's get a little bit more passionate as we say it. His love endures forever. And I wish I knew the melody of these words, because we'd sing it, because this was actually a song. It still is a song today. Um, and we said in the very first week of this Psalms of the Summer series that uh, the Psalms that we look at, the 150 Psalms, they're either poems, prayers, or songs. And Psalm 136 is a song. And, and actually, it's a song that is still sung within Judaism. It's, it's often sung on the, the morning Sabbath service. It's used in several different festivals. They sing this song, uh, and the Jews have given this psalm a name. It's called this, the Great Hallel. The Great Hallel, which is short for the word hallelujah, which means thanks be to God. 
And a Hallel is a song that professes thanks to God in community with other people. It's like a congregational song is what a Hallel is. And there are actually seven Hallels in the book of Psalms. We're going to get to them. If you're on this reading plan with us, we're trying to do three Psalms a day for 50 days. That'll get us through the whole book. So if you're staying on track with that, in I think a couple weeks, we'll be reading through the Hallels, which is Psalm 113 through 118. That's six of them. And then the great Hallel is Psalm chapter 136 that we're looking at today. And again, these songs were meant to be sung together with other people. And did you know that there's several psychological and physiological benefits to group singing, to singing in general, and especially to group singing? Did you know this? Maybe you didn't know this. I actually read an article this week. Uh, the title of the article was Finding the Right Choir. And the idea was not to join a choir or to, you know, try out for show choir or whatever, which, but some of you, you might want to try it. But, uh, but, but there's, it just talks about finding people to sing with. That's what the, the whole point of the article is, because there's so many benefits to singing, especially singing with other people. For example, singing improves breathing, posture, and muscle tension. Like, if you, if you just have problems with your muscles tightening up and maybe your back tightening, like, hey, singing might be just what the doctor ordered. And you're like, I'd rather have a massage. Singing's cheaper. It's, it's bad. So just think about that. Who knows? Maybe that's what you need to try, just singing really loud as that back tightens up. But uh, here, here's something else the article stated. Participating in singing, especially in a group setting, has been shown to be effective in pain relief, uh, on the mental emotional side, singing with others, it releases some of the same neurochemicals that cause us to feel a high after exercising. Some of us haven't felt that high in a long time, but uh, it, it, also, it also reduces the stress hormone cortisol and boosts the immunoglobulin A antibody. And everybody knows we need some more immunoglobulin A. Here's, here's ultimately how this works. You're like, how in the world does this happen? Singing in a group setting helps us feel closer with people. It, it connects us. Like, even if you don't know the people you're singing with, like, if you've ever been to a concert, like, you don't know most of the people there, but there's, like, something about singing these songs that just connects us more together in community. And that's what the Hallels were and are all about, singing songs that connect people more with God and with each other, singing praises that, that lift up our God and lift up our spirits. Even if you can't sing on pitch, you can't sing on key to save your life, singing is good for your soul. And even when it comes to singing, we're better together. And this is why we encourage everyone watching online, like as we go into the music portion of this service, to stand and sing. Especially if you're watching live right now, because you, are, you will be singing with other people even though you don't see them. And I've actually asked the camera operators today, we're gonna sing a couple more Hallels, I've asked the camera operators to pan you guys a little bit more so that everybody watching online can feel a little bit more apart. So we're going to sing a couple Hallels together right now. Like, don't just take this in like a TV show if you're watching online. This is participatory. This is something that we're part of. So we're going to sing a couple Hallels together, and then we're going to dive into the major theme of this song, the enduring love of God. But before we do that, hey, I, I see some stretches going on. Like, let's just wake up a little bit, and let's sing these words out. Here we go.
Let's pray together. God, as we talk for a few more minutes this morning about your amazing, great, almost indescribable love, it would just, it would not just make sense, but man, it would be felt for everybody in this room, everybody watching, that your love would become alive, more alive than ever before in our time. In Jesus' name, amen. So 26 times in 26 verses, Psalm chapter 136, his love endures forever. His love endures forever. Let's just say it one more time together. His love endures forever. And and the author of this psalm or song references several different reasons why they believe this, why he or she believes that God's love endures forever. I'll just give you a few of them. I mean, we heard them read before. Let me just give you a few just to understand. Uh, And help me out with the underlying words. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. So the author is saying, God, you're so good. That's how I know your love is enduring. Look at, here's another example of, of how he knows some evidence to this. To him who alone does great wonders, his love endures forever. God, you do things that just blow our mind. We don't understand. That's how we know your love endures forever. And then here, one other example toward the end. He remembered us in our lowest state. His love endures forever. God, you, you're, you, every, everywhere we're at, every place, the mountain, the valley, you, you're there. You don't leave us alone. That's how we know your love endures forever. And, and actually, one, one of the, the next steps I would encourage you with this psalm is to, to maybe write some own personal hallels, some statements that, that relate to this from your life. I've challenged our life group to do this before. Our, our staff, have, we've done this. Like a phrase from your life that shows to you that God's love endures forever. So I wrote a few from my life this week to give you some examples. Here's some examples of some personal hallels. Uh, my family is healthy and safe. His love endures forever. And maybe you can say that too right now. That's, that's a way to, uh, some evidence. Here's another one I wrote out. Stephen, I'm getting a big ring up here. I don't know if you can hear it out there. Uh, God showed up in a powerful way on one of my runs this week and just let me know he's there. His love endures forever. Just this moment, like we get those moments sometimes, right? Where God just, we, we just feel his presence. Here's another one on the other side. My 2012 Ford Focus is making a rattling noise in the front end again. Probably going to cost another 500. His love endures forever. Uh, and last one. My Facebook news feed is filled with hate and division and complaining. His love endures forever. I'm telling you, friends, it's just powerful. Like, write some own, maybe do this as a family exercise or as an individual exercise. I would encourage you, like, post it in the Facebook group so we can, like, encourage each other through writing some of this. Maybe if you're, uh, if you're a songwriter, write some music to it. Who knows? But, uh, but again, his love endures forever. That's the theme of this psalm. And, and isn't that word endures such a great word to describe God's love? I, I looked it up. Here, here's the word endure has two definitions. Uh, to last a long time and to suffer patiently. I, I don't know if there's a better defining word for the love of God. Th- this is exactly what God's love does every moment of every day for every one of us. It endures. Like it, it lasts, it continues, it, it even suffers. Have you ever thought about that? Like God's love, it suffers because of us. It puts up with a lot. It endures so much. Yet as the Message Bible translates this phrase, it says 26 times in 26 verses, His love never quits. 
Think about that. With all that his love endures from all of us, his love never quits. 26 times in 26 verses. You know, I, I've, stuck, I've stuck it out with most jobs I've had for a long period of time. Um, even if I didn't like the job, like I've stuck with the job. I, I had the same job all throughout high school. And uh, I, I, right out of high school, I worked at a, a factory, and it was, it was hard work and hot work. And I actually lost 30 pounds that summer. And I worked at that factory, though, during a ministry internship until they laid me off. And they didn't need me anymore, so I stuck with it. Um, I worked for five years in my first ministry job, even though it was very difficult and not pay, didn't pay very well. Uh, celebrated 10 years as the lead pastor of Revolution in January. That was pretty cool to just celebrate, but yeah, thanks a lot. So I, I stick with jobs is what I'm saying. There's one exception to this. When I was 14 years old, I got a job detasseling corn. Did, did anyone else detassel corn? Oh my goodness, I did not, wow. I, if you're online, hit that thumbs up if you detasseled some corn. But, and, and, and this is how it used to be, I don't know if it still is, but if, if you've detasseled corn, and, and it's, you're getting just a couple bucks an hour when I was doing it, so you gotta get up about 4 a.m., and we had to drive over to the, actually, the Sears parking lot here in Cass County in Logansport, the former Sears, and that's where the bus picked us up to take us out to the, the cornfields, the farm, and it was the worst possible day to start this job, for starters. Uh, it had rained all weekend. So we weren't really, we weren't really pulling tassels off of corn. We were pulling tractors out of mud all day. That's what the day consisted of. We'd pull tassels for a few minutes, then we all had to get out of our basket, and the tractor would be stuck, so we had to pull it out. So at the end of the day, I'm just covered head to toe in mud and just exhausted. And then I hadn't noticed this, probably because of the exhaustion and the mud, but my al I was having a severe allergic reaction to the corn pollen. And I knew I was allergic to different pollens, probably thought corn pollen was in there. By about 6 p.m. that evening, my eyes were swollen shut. And like, I'm trying to go to the bathroom later that night, you know, the walking down the hallway. But so what, guess what I did? I quit. I did not show up the next day. That bus left without me the next morning. And my friends, God's love endures so much, incomprehensibly more, infinitely more, and never, ever quits. God's love endures forever. I mean, let, let's just really think about how much God's love endures. Everybody online, let's really think about this. For starters, there isn't a day that goes by that not every person in this room and every person watching online doesn't sin and do something against God, something dishonest, something cruel, something rude, something selfish. Like, I mean, think of how all this plays out. Like, we fight over our toys and possessions. We envy our neighbors. We gossip about our friends. We fight on social media, like a lot. Um, not a second passes when someone somewhere does not curse a hammered thumb or a bad call by a referee with God's name. Like, we, we, are, we are so small. Like, we're like a grain of sand on the beaches of Lake Michigan, yet we demand that God give us a parking spot at Walmart at the snap of our fingers. Or like, God, do what we want at the snap of our fingers. And when he doesn't give us what we want, we, we deny him even sometimes. We curse his name. We pollute the world he loaned us. We mistreat the bodies he gave us. We ignore his written word. And we killed the son he sent to save us. God's love has every reason to give up on us. 
In any healthy relationship, the advised thing to do would be for God to get out of the relationship. He has every reason to abandon us. I'm sure if I was God, I would have washed my hands of this whole earth experiment and started over on Mars or something. But he doesn't. His love endures. His love never quits, friends. Despite our huge mistakes, our massive screw-ups, his love for us doesn't change. Think about it like this. Our evil cannot diminish his love. Our goodness cannot increase his love. Our faith doesn't earn his love. Our doubt doesn't jeopardize his love. He doesn't love me less if I fail. He doesn't love me more if I succeed. How? Like, how does this work? Well, here, because his love endures forever. And because of this, 1 John 4, it says this. God is love. 1 John 4, verse 8. It's, it's not just something he does. It's not just, like, one of his traits. It's part of his nature. Like, God is love. And because of that, he couldn't love us any more than he loves us. And nothing we did or can do can make him love us any less. God loves us so much that a couple thousand years ago, he proved his enduring love to us. The very next verse in 1 John 4, it says this. God showed how much he loved us. See, God, God didn't just say it in some ancient psalm that, he, that his love endures forever. He showed it. By Look at what it says. He showed it. He proved his love by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. See, through the cross, God was saying, before you loved me back, I, I loved you so much, I gave up my son for you. And God was saying, the cross isn't a condition of my love, it's confirmation that I love you. Like, I, I love you whether you ever accept this message or not. I love you wh whether you ever believe in what my son did for you or not. There's not a person in this room or watching online right now that is not fully and completely loved by God. His love endures forever. And all you have to do to begin a relationship with God is accept this love. That's it. See, we, we all have a foundational assignment in life. Did you know that? You, you, have, you have a primary purpose in this life. A primary purpose. And the primary purpose of your life is not to serve God. You're like, what? No. The primary purpose of your life is not to trust God. The primary purpose is not to obey God. It's not to love God. It's to let God love you. The number one reason you are alive is not to do something for God. It is to accept something from God. Our primary purpose in life is not to do something, it's not to listen to something, it's not to learn something, it's not to pray, it's not to serve, it's not to read the Bible, it's to let God love you. And why wouldn't we? Like, when we discover how truly enduring God's love is, why wouldn't we accept this love? I heard this incredible story this week. Um, pastor Brian Loritz, a pastor at Summit Church in, in North Carolina, actually, he tells this story about he, he took his kids out to breakfast um, at this local diner in Memphis, Tennessee, where they live. Uh, they, they're having breakfast together, and he said as soon as the server came to the table, he could tell that this wasn't going to go well. Um, because like everything about her facial expressions, her voice tone said, she's having a bad day. 
And of course, his suspicions were confirmed as she was very rude and condescending. She got their order wrong a couple different times. And he said every time he tried to correct her, um, she, she would just get even more rude. And uh, to, to the point where he, he described her as downright nasty, is what he said. And uh, maybe you've had an experience with a server like this before. But um, so he, he decided at the end of the breakfast, he's going to teach this server a lesson. So he gets the check, he signs the check, but he leaves the gratuity line blank. Loads the kids back up in the car and takes off. Not too far down the road, he says it was as if the Holy Spirit spoke directly to him. And I wrote down exactly what he said. Hey, Brian, you know that word gratuity comes from the same family of words where we get the word grace. And do you know what grace means? It means we give someone something they don't deserve. Brian, when you left that blank, you gave her what she deserved. Good thing I don't do that for you. So he pulls into the next driveway of a bank, goes to the ATM, gets more cash out than the bill, like the breakfast bill even was, drives back to the diner, gives this woman the tip, asks her forgiveness for it, and she just breaks down crying. She starts to open up her life. She's going through a horrible divorce, horrible custody battle, all these different things. And it was this amazing moment, he says, of just sharing the gospel with her, not just with words, but with this action of grace. See, that's the type of love God has for us. Do you, do you get it? Like, it's, it's a love we, we don't deserve. We could never earn this love. And it's a love that has endured everything you've ever done. It's a love that has endured everything you've ever said. It's a love that's endured every relationship you've ever broken. It's a love that's endured every amount of anger that, you, like, that you've ever displayed and just lost control. It's a love that has endured every single amount of gossip that you've said about someone else. It's a love that's endured every lie you've ever told. It's a love that's endured every single thing that's ever happened in your life. And that love keeps stretching a hand out and pursuing you. That's the love of God. And our primary purpose, friends, is to simply say, yeah, that's pretty awesome. I accept that love. And I'm just going to pray a prayer as we go into this final part here of the service. And actually, our prayer room is going to open here in the auditorium. And, and if you would like to take that step of joining a prayer room, uh, you text that number that's, that's on the screen to pray. And, and there's some volunteers that will connect with you. But we, we just want to help you take that step of, of accepting, that primary purpose, accepting the love of God. And so as we, we just bow our heads and, and do this time of prayer, let's just stretch our hands out like this. Put our hands out like this. It's kind of a, God, I'm receiving this love. Everybody online, God, we thank you so much for this love. And hopefully it's, it's become a little bit more real, a little, a little bit more alive, a little bit bigger today. And how amazing is it that all we have to do is receive it. Thank you so much for what you did. So that our responsibility is so simple. I accept that love again right now, God. I pray for my friends taking this step of accepting this enduring love, that, that you would be with them in this moment, that this would just be a, a new, amazing part of their journey of going forward in your love. Thank you for what you did, Jesus, for us. Thank you that this love cast out any fear that's happening right now in our lives. 
any amount of fear that's, that's coming from the events of this world right now, your love not only changes our lives, it casts out that fear from us. So as we sing these songs, God, just reveal that truth even more to us. In Jesus' name, amen.